Tim Cook has a hard accent to nail down because he uh he's southern, but most of his southern accent has been faded away in place of of whatever the west coast accent is and so he's very unique oh okay so is your accent southern no um (laughs) i did a paper on this in college yeah oh really what i have is known as the midwestern (laughs) non-accent non-accent as in it there's no accent in from a Midwesterner's perspective, or there's no accent accent from anyone's perspective. Uh, that's contentious. Okay. Uh, the general idea is that the dialect I speak is neutral from an American English perspective. Like it's it's straight English with no inflection. Um, but anyone from any other part of the country will say, "No, you have an accent because you don't speak like me." Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I tend to be in the camp that I don't have an accent in any real way. You have the pure American accent. Right. Yeah. A baseline. (laughs) You have a basic American accent. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I'm trying to just compare in my head your accent against Tim Cook's accent. I, uh, I said, yeah, I, I, I won't even try to imitate his accent because it's so, it's so difficult. A lot of people who do a Tim Cook accent just mm-hmm. do a Southern accent, but that doesn't sound right to me. I don't think he sounds Southern though. So that would be wrong. Right. Yeah. It doesn't sound all that Californian either then, does he? No, he, he definitely isn't like. He doesn't have like the the surfer bro that you kind of associate with a California accent. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I wonder how prevalent how prevalent that is in Silicon Valley, anyway. Yeah, it's probably not very prevalent, especially because of how diverse that area is. Mm, it's just like a a big magnet that draws in Americans from well from people from all over the world. Right. Yeah. It's like the the gold rush. Everyone from the world, all over the world, goes to Silicon Valley to strike it rich. It is a modern day gold rush. Mm-hmm. There was a Californian gold rush, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, that's where the original gold rush was. Was in California. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, what were you going to ask? I said you sent me a note saying, "Thank goodness for the announcement, or we'd be talking about the weather." And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing happened in the last two weeks. Newsworthy. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty pretty bland. So I, I did put the weather in our in our pre show notes. Uh, did you? Yeah, because it's been raining here today, and uh, both of my oldest sons are in uh, baseball, mm-hmm. just on playing in the city league, and one they both had practice today. One of their coaches right. canceled practice because it's wet and muddy, and the other one didn't. And so we're still going to have practice. And so I had to take him to baseball practice, and he played in the mud and in the rain while my other kids are getting all soaking wet playing on the playground next to the baseball field. And I'm just here to complain <laughs> about the weather. Oh, gee. That one <laughs> coach, did you have words with him? No, I did not. You're not one of those parents? I'm very 
standoffish. <laughs> <laughs> so, getting it, towards like mid late May though, what's it doing? Still raining there? Is that common weather for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not out of the ordinary for it to be rainy now. There is an expression that's April showers bring May flowers. Uh, so the raining is really supposed to happen last month, but it didn't rain at all last month. So I think we're just getting the rain now. So weather's been weird recently anyway, though. Everything's kind of out of the sink. Yeah, summer here is just, uh, hasn't been able to quit really. It's been like warm and sunshiny and almost beach weather. It is getting colder now though. Like we're, I think we've got about seven days around 20c 68f now so yeah that's about certainly heading into the colder months the same as you yeah Mm -hmm. the seasons are crossing over (laughs) yeah it is autumn or as you might call it fall uh yeah i use those two interchangeably oh really yeah i didn't didn't think uh you'd even know what autumn was oh really joking of course i didn't think you'd use the word autumn you know what it was Oh, yeah, that's pretty common. I am reorganizing our show notes because I'm not going to be able to make it through the whole show without hearing about the destroyed iPhone that you put in our post-show section. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was, yeah, okay. it was post-show. Didn't really want to talk about it, but here we go. <laughs> I was... Well, because my iPhone, has had, iPhone 12 mini has had the Moment case on it since I got that case, even though I'm not using the Moment lens anymore, but I really like the case, so I left it on there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my plan was like either case or Apple Care. So then I canceled the Apple Care and just went case. And then as I occasionally do, I like to just take the case off and just give it a clean out because, you know, you don't want any sand getting in there and like scratching around between the case and the phone for months. Yeah. So I took the phone out of the case and like, practically shards of glass are falling out of the case and i even got like bloody hands really i am hyping it up a little bit but i was bleeding (laughs) by the time i took the case off because the phone was just the back of the phone was destroyed inside the case Mm -hmm. so incredibly devastated to have that happen on this very precious phone which i love dearly so what happened well i don't know it could have happened anytime since I put the case on, which was, I don't know, when did I... That was, like, just after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, sometime between Jan or Feb and May, the back is smashed. And I haven't noticed until now. Wow. And you cancelled your Apple Care. Yeah. <laughs> so, my current plan to try and get it replaced for free is, if you remember back to when I very first got the phone, I said something like, I... I think it has like a touch problem because every now and then it just doesn't register when I'm scrolling. Mm-hmm. But it, that has continued to this day. It just hasn't really been annoying enough to warrant taking it in. Uh, and I've also kind of just been saving it up for like to get a new phone at some point. <laughs> you know, just keep a bug or keep a hardware issue in your back pocket just until the end of the warranty period and then get the phone replaced. Mm-hmm. That was my plan. Um, hopefully the shattered back has not... Uh, you know, put a dent in that plan, but I oh, still yeah. plan to. Well, n- well, now it's it's brought that plan forward. I'm going to take the phone in, show them how it occasionally doesn't register touch. Uh, maybe leave the. Uh, no, they'll take the case off, so they'll see the back is smashed at least, and hopefully they don't like say, oh, physical damage, so we can't 
we can't replace the phone for you without a charge. Mm-hmm. But I'll cross my fingers and put on my puppy dog eyes. And hopefully it's an obliging genius tech who gives me a free phone. <laughs> so maybe my next show I'll have more to this story. Oh, you're going to bring it uh, in soon. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Now that the back is smashed and I have the touch problem. Actually, I do have another random problem as well. It, it very frequently like drops frames in video in any app that I use. So I've kind of got a litany oh. of problems that I want to claim a new phone on now. That's too bad. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm thinking this case maybe it's not doesn't quite have enough uh shock absorption as i need on this phone so might be looking at another case as well while i'm in there sounds like it which the case wasn't really made for protection right it was just supposed to be a mounting point for those lenses um well the mounting point is removable removable from the case so i think it's dual purposing ah okay and it feels like a good case and like it's a very well constructed case it's made of Hard but not plasticky rubber. It's fairly thick as far as cases go. I mean, not as thick as like an Apple leather case, but... Right. Yeah. Well, just while I'm on phones, uh, so Yasmin's got my iPhone 10, Right. And uh, she started having like uh, touch problems on that as well. <laughs> and I didn't know about this, but the iPhone 10 actually had a repair program for touchscreen issues. At one point. Well, it still does. Um, but it's only valid for within three years of the sale date or the purchase date. Oh, man. So you uh, just missed it. So Yeah, just missed it. But it only just started like last month. She's completely unable to, unable to use the control center swipe and the tap on the on the clock area to go back. Well, it's not already the clock anymore, but the, the notch area to oh, go to the top of anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. so both those things have gone. And she can get around with uh, the accessibility dot, but... Right. So she really yeah. needs you to get your phone fixed so you can hand it down to her uh-huh. and you can get the new phone this year. That's exactly right. But <laughs> hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode to find out, to figure out my plan. Well, if it goes like last time, you're going to hand down your 12 mini and then decide you're happy with an iPhone 8 for the next two years. <laughs> no, the SE. It'll have to be. You're the gonna SE. go back to the SE again, <laughs> not the original. Okay, <laughs> the second one. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I had a crazy idea. Just mm-hmm. give her my phone and set up the Apple Watch as like a family member on her phone, <laughs> my Apple Watch, and just because use your that, watch. Just use my watch. Imagine that. I I think you would need a newer Apple Watch if you were gonna do that. Although your three uh, has been just replaced, right? So I guess the battery probably is as good as it's going to get. Yeah, the battery's great. We'll get two days out of it. No worries. Okay. I'm not. I can't actually do that, but I've been playing with the idea at least. There are definitely some showstoppers. It, it's funny that you feel like you you can't do that when there's been multiple instances in the history of just this show that you've gone without a phone at all. Either because you're carrying an iPad around, or uh, did you have a secondary solution for this period of time, or you're just like keeping your phone at home all times, or are you just using your watch in that situation? Uh, it was just the watch, I believe. Yeah. In those situations, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and there was the period where I, I didn't have a phone or a watch and I just had the iPad. Mm-hmm. The main problems are apps that require SMS like, uh, or that just don't have iPad counterparts. I'm thinking of WhatsApp and Telegram, Signal. A lot right. of messaging apps I use only work on a phone and also require SMS to set them up. Like if you did manage to somehow sneak the IPA onto the iPad, mm-hmm. you'd have to... like they that device has to receive the SMS. Yeah. It's too bad that there's not watch apps for those. There are kind of hacky workarounds. I think again of WhatsApp. There is a, like a WhatsApp on the watch, ma- watch made by a third party. Okay. Oh, man, it's so hacky. Well, just like <laughs> all the non-phone WhatsApp apps are, all they do is communicate back via the phone to the WhatsApp network. Like WhatsApp on the desktop uses the WhatsApp app on the phone as its connection. Oh, yeah. Like if you turned your phone off, the desktop would stop working. And same if you had it on the watch. So it's not a fully standalone watch app. You'd still have to carry your phone as well then. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't have to carry the phone. It would just have to be switched on somewhere and connected to the network. Oh, okay. It's still a mess. You just need to convince everyone in your life to switch to iMessage. <laughs> if only. So that's my story. Well, I hope that uh, you're able to uh, convince the Apple Store to to replace that for you. Or else, I don't know, what, is, what does it cost to get a back replace on iPhone? Probably a few hundred dollars. Oh, it's got to be. Absolutely. Let's see. I don't even know if these... I don't even want to know. I don't know if the prices are listed anywhere. I'm uh, going to guess at... $400 for a 12 mini. That's 400 US. So I'm, I'm guessing dollars $500 for you, probably. Yep, pretty much. Oof. And what's that, a $600 phone? Just get a new one. <laughs> yep, yep. Get the purple one. Mm, maybe. Probably not. <laughs> Hang out until September. Get the iPhone 12 Smini. 12 Smini. <laughs> have you got any other stories for the post uh, pre-show? Uh, no, I don't have any stories. Well, good morning then. Good morning. Apple made a little announcement last night. I did not think it would happen in time for this show. I would have, uh, I would have hundred percent guessed that it was happening uh, Tuesday American time, so we would have missed it by a day. But lo and behold, uh, Apple has improved upon Apple Music by announcing a spatial audio and lossless. Mode? What are we going to call it? Uh, yeah, mode, mode is fine. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't actually have a name, does it? Yeah, just lossless audio. The heavily rumored Apple Music Hi-Fi did not mm-hmm. come to be. Uh, no. Was there... Where did that come from? Was there actually references to something called Apple Music Hi-Fi? Or is that just the name the rumor mill made up? I think it's the name the rumor mill made up. Okay. I do not remember seeing 
any like screenshots with the term or any leaks with that term. I, it might have started with that Hits Daily Double website, right? Oh, yeah. Were they the first ones that leaked that? At least recently. There's yeah. been talk on and off, but... I think you're right. Their, their article title was Apple Going Hi-Fi. Oh, you're right. But they don't mention... No, they don't mention a name. I reckon 9to5Mac made it up. They make up all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but I think they did. <laughs> um, there's a lot to cover, though, in what this means and can we hear the difference and what supports which parts of it and what can Bluetooth do, what can't do. There's actually two tiers of lossless music. Yeah, there's a lot to go through. Right, yeah. Time enough for the press release for our show, but not enough time for it to actually be out for us to have any real idea of what it's going to be. No. Well, it's coming out in June, so we'll even have another show probably before it's released. Oh, yeah. Just barely. Just barely. Unless it comes out on the 31st at midnight. Because that's the first for me. Oh, no, but... It'll no, still be the 31st for me. Time. <laughs> yeah, okay. Too bad. Yeah. Everything seems to be pointing towards this coming out with 14.6, which already has a release candidate that came out today. So it seems like, unless they're playing on having two weeks of this release candidate being out, it could come a little early. Well, look at how long the betas for 14.5 ran, like, six months worth of betas on that one or it could be like a back end yeah that's probably it yeah they might release 14.6 but then all the the actual audio files being delivered is just activated on the back end and to be determined how useful this will actually be i mean the the spatial audio aspect using dolby atmos surprisingly is going to work with all airpods even the ones that don't have spatial audio um Mm -hmm. but then the lossless aspect won't work on any airpods or pretty much (laughs) any wireless headphone right it has (laughs) to be a wired device even even apple's wired headphones right yeah so i'm i'm confused where the the uh utility comes from with that i'm wondering if there's some missing piece we haven't seen yet whether it's a new pair of headphones that will work with all of that or a software update that's going to add some version of support to even just like the airpods maxes or something like that but i believe i believe the problem lies in the the connector to the airpods max which is lightning and that's not able to support it oh like lightning doesn't have fast enough transfer speed or something the the dac the the digital to analog converter that's what it stands for right yeah mm-hmm. is not able to support it oh maybe we'll see AirPods Max two that it does seem a little bit ridiculous though doesn't it that Apple releases these very high end headphones mere months before announcing a lossless music service and there's right. no way to get 
the mu- the lossless music to the AirPods. So it can't go over Bluetooth because Bluetooth is is, is limited to like AAC two fifty six, right? Compressed, and it can't go over the wire because it's it's lightning that's the input into the AirPods. So I believe that's the limitation there, and there's no other way to get music to the Air the AirPods Max. If they if they had just simply a three and a half millimeter input into the AirPods Max, that would have solved this problem. And maybe slightly more forgivably, but still annoying. Even the HomePods won't support lossless audio. No, they won't. See, that's confusing because you can download an app on your iPhone that supports lossless audio and then airplay that to the HomePod and the HomePod is playing that lossless audio because it's going via airplay which does support roughly CD quality quality audio. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it seems like but an artificial you... limitation then. Yeah. But maybe it's a very intentional artificial limitation because they played back some lossless audio and were like, eh, you can't really hear the difference on a HomePod anyway. Right. I mean, I don't I don't know how many people are going to be able to hear the difference in any situation. No, yeah. That's the crux of it, isn't it? It's, it's more of just a marketing term. It's like, we have lossless audio. <laughs> You know, and you can't listen to it, but even if you could, you couldn't tell the difference. But at least now we can say that we're undercutting Spotify's prices for these same features. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Spotify's got to introduce some similar high quality audio, don't they? Well, Amazon, which already offered high quality audio, has, right at a price, has now cut it, cut the price out of the equation. So uh, it's simply a free add on as a response to this. Uh, I think you're right. It was done in response, but they actually announced it before this. Oh, did they? Okay. Like a few hours before. Yeah. So whether you can actually hear anything, any difference on the HomePod when it comes to lossless versus lossy, I'd be very skeptical. I don't think you can even get like the full benefit of 256 kilobyte AAC on the HomePod, even the, the original HomePod, really. To me, it doesn't sound as good as I've heard. AAC sound. So, who is this for? It's for someone who has a really good set of wired headphones they want to plug into their phone, either through Lightning or via some Lightning DAC they're using. So, yeah, actually, that, yeah, that's a question. If if you can, you get a Lightning DAC that will support this, or is the Lightning part of it the limiting f- factor? I don't think lightning is a limitation. I've seen some people use some really expensive high quality DACs that are traditionally like they're USB A DACs that they use a lightning to USB A converter and then get and then they plug in like these three hundred dollar DACs into it and apparently it works. So I would assume that lightning isn't limit limiting them. Okay. I wonder if that's also a potential solution for the AirPods Max then as well. Although the the lightning part of that equation would be at both ends, wouldn't it? So maybe not. So you need an, I, uh, an iOS device 
either a lightning deck or I bet USB-C supports it without a problem. So the iPad might be better. Oh, that right. converts that to a three and a half millimeter jack to plug in some cabled headphones. Unless you've got some kind of lightning dock to dock your phone into your home hi-fi system or something. Mm-hmm. A lightning dock with a DAC. <laughs> right. <laughs> the The situation doesn't get that much better on the Mac, though, either, does it? Um, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about playback on the Mac. At least they have headphone jacks still. They do. It's either the... So there are two tiers to the lossless. There's lossless and high-quality lossless. I think that's the terminology they're going with. And it could just be the high-quality lossless variant isn't supported by the the Max DAC. Gosh, really in over my head here when it comes to audio stuff. I think Apple actually says that on their site, that you, you do need an external DAC to get the highest quality lossless audio out of your Mac into your into your ears. Yeah, that just this feature gets more and more confusing when there seems to be a lot of asterisks on the end of their announcement today. Like to the to the point of it not being relevant to anyone. And then for them to have hyped it up to the point of like Apple's changing the music game forever and even putting teaser ads in the Apple Music app you know, a day before saying we're about to reinvent music or whatever, something to that effect. It's, it just seems like there's something missing. And I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to see high quality headphones or a new home pod or, or something that takes advantage of this to, to justify this feature's existence. A lot of the sentiment on the Apple subreddit is that the Dolby Atmos part of this announcement is what the real news is because there might be, you know, the 1% of music listeners who who uh, have the hardware to listen to lossless music and an understanding of the process required to get it out of whatever they're playing it from. Mm-hmm. But every man and his dog and women are going to get Dolby Atmos playback because everything supports it, basically. Everything with an H1 or a W1. Uh, the HomePods support it. Even a standalone single HomePod, which just sounds weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically everything that can play Apple Music is going to get the Dolby Atmos part of this. So it's spatial audio, but not not the part where the headphones know where your phone is and you can turn your head and the audio is still coming from the phone. Right, which I thought was what spatial audio was, but I guess not. Now they're kind of redefining it as more of just like a virtual surround sound. Yeah, that's that's basically what it is. So right now, with any headphones, actually anything, you can go to just Google Dolby Atmos Experience and you can listen to what it's going to sound like because they have a little uh, toggle where you can toggle Atmos on and off. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't require anything fancy to hear that. It does require the original tracks to be mastered with Atmos Mm -hmm. and then put on Apple Music, which that part wasn't happening at all, of course. Um, So I guess that's like the tricky part of this is that 
the track has to have Atmos for you to hear it. Not that you need to have some funky setup to get it. Yeah, I'm wondering how much this will be something that actually changes anything or it'll just be something that I have to actively seek out one song that has it. I listen to it and say, oh, that's cool. And that's the last time I think about it. I I went to the uh, Atmos Experience website and gave it a little test just before the show. Uh Uh-huh. It sounds cool. I mean, I'm not writing home about it. But it does, you know, it sounds more immersive, I guess. It does sound like the audio is coming from more places. Of course, I bet I bet the website shows like the best possible examples it could find, like someone's like playing a triangle and it moves around your head, that sort of thing. Right. And then in the in like the non-Atmos version, they didn't even separate it to left and right channels. They probably just played back a mono a mono audio track for all I know. <laughs> so I'm not sure if like you're listening through albums on Apple Music and an Atmos track is being played, if you're not looking at the screen and seeing the Atmos logo there, if you're even going to tell. Yeah, I'm I'm not super excited about this. Okay, you don't sound excited. Maybe I'm going to be wrong, (laughs) and there's going to be some really, like, impressive uses of this Dolby Atmos technology, and it's going to redefine how music is, is mastered from here on out. Yeah, maybe. I'm not putting any money on it, though. Well, you don't have to, because it's free. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. Yep. Um. So the the HomePods are getting it, even if they're not in a stereo pair. I'm curious as to how that's going to make any difference, because they supposedly already bounce audio around the room that they're in to make it sound you know like the the left and right channels are separated and uh yeah this seems like fake well first first of all the home pods fake sounding having like the sound of surround sound themselves by like bouncing audio around and they're gonna layer their own fake surround sound with this dolby atmos fake surround sound and and I'm wondering how effective that'll actually be. Probably most effective with a stereo pair. So you're going to be the you're going to have to be the one to trial that out. Yeah, the one person in the world who can try that. <laughs> Just use the two that are in your hallway. That's up to two now, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Apple still has HomePods on their website, even though they were discontinued like a month ago or so. They must have made so many HomePods. Right, yeah, because they're still selling the initial production run of HomePods from years ago. I wonder who calculated that um, that production run. They must have been out of their mind. <laughs> yeah, they really thought HomePods were going to be a hit. Yeah, they sure did. Well, I love my HomePod. Oh, it's yeah, it's a too. great device. Yeah. And you obviously are because you've got fifteen of them. I've got I've got four HomePods just for the sake of putting that on the record. Four, <laughs> four or fifteen. You know, there's not much difference once you once you've passed three. Right, <laughs> you're, you're into like HomePod enthusiast territory. I'm definitely HomePod enthusiast. 
I guess I've got five if you count my one mini. Yeah, they don't count. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mini itself is getting uh, Atmos. Oh, that's weird. Because the mini only has the one driver. So that's that's really not going to work unless it's in stereo pair. I wonder how much of that is just like being able to list a feature in the tech specs page as opposed to to, right. to people complaining about it not supporting it. Right, because the HomePod can at least pretend that it has Dolby Atmos because it has multiple speakers firing in different directions to kind of simulate surround sound. With one with one speaker, there's not even a way to fake that. So I, I don't even, yeah, I don't even know how they can get away with saying that unless they're strictly talking about stereo pairs. One thing that's not getting any of these features uh, is little old iTunes Match. So that's still something that Apple offers for like $45 a year, I think. So previously mm-hmm. you could like stick, you could rip a CD at, Say you ripped a CD, 128 kilobit MP3 file, and you had iTunes match. Well, Apple would would give you the 256 KB AAC version of that file mm-hmm. on all your devices. And in fact, you could even just delete the MP3s out of your library and re-download the files as AAC, which is cool. Yeah. So I don't blame iTunes match subscribers for thinking... And if Apple upped the audio quality again, that they'd be along for the ride. Lossless audio, Dolby Atmos, you know, delete those 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 crappy 256K AAC files uh-huh. and download some, some ALAC. I don't think we've mentioned that. Uh, that's the codec that Apple's going with here. ALAC. Mm-hmm. Um, in various bit rates and frequencies. Um, but... Lo and behold, iTunes Match subscribers have been uh, left in the cold and they're stuck with their AACs. I don't I don't feel bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've gotten free free music upgrades out of it already, I think. Well, not free, but very heavily subsidized music upgrades. I think they're good. That uh, trip to the baseball field has really done you in, huh? Oh, my goodness. You know, I don't even know what it is. I've got just a cough that won't go away for the last week or so. Otherwise, feeling healthy, just annoying cough, like to the point I lost my voice earlier. Oh, yeah, they're annoying. Is it like a dry cough? Yeah. Hmm. What I need is... And what I was looking for, like this whole episode, is some way like I can just quickly like press mute and unmute mm-hmm. in the actual show recording. I don't have an easy way to turn my mic on and off. Um, There's no uh, mute button on the mic itself. No. There's no, no mute button on there. Yeah, I so I'm like I'm like, sitting here the whole time. I I'm making this this piecing this episode together really hard on James. I need to just. <laughs> I need to figure out some kind of way to easily, like, even if it's just like some button that my XLR cable plugs into, 
between my mic and my audio interface. I don't know if that exists or or maybe it I, does certainly exist. Yep. Maybe I need a new audio interface that has like just a a mute button on it. As so. long there's a as long as a slight pause between your speaking and your coughing, then it's not going to be too hard just to delete it because it's just going to be like a segment of audio. Right. Yeah, I'm trying and, to be careful of that, but I still got something you got to keep an eye out for, which I'm trying to avoid. That's all right. Okay. Well, then I'll cough right into the mic so you can really notice it. <laughs> Thanks. <coughs> uh, I actually subscribed to iTunes Match the other month because as part of my little music experiment, unsubscribe from Apple Music, mm-hmm. get music through other sources, I thought... Um, you know, it might be worth having iTunes match so I can you know, chuck my MP3s into iTunes on my computer and then still use voice commands on the HomePod to to play the files. Because right. the HomePod is supposed to support iTunes match. And what was your experience? The experience is just so incredibly awful that <laughs> a week after I sent a refund request to Apple and they gave me my money back. <laughs> wow. What was oh, the issue? Man. It is just completely unable, well, not completely, but like 80% unable to find the parts of your music that are, that are from iTunes Match. And mm-hmm. if you just Google like uh, the, the like the string that Siri says, like couldn't find that in your library or whatever, and HomePod iTunes Match, you'll find basically the same issue has existed on and off since the HomePod was released. Huh. Uh, like 2018 people were like, oh yeah, the HomePod says uh, I can't find it in my library. And then a month later, oh, it's resolved now. It's all working. And then the next year, it's not working again. Uh, Repeat ad nauseum. So it seems like, well, it's obvious Apple doesn't really care about iTunes match. And the experience was horrible. And what is, like, how does Apple match actually work or iTunes match work? If you pay for it for a month and get all your music matched, can you just stop paying for it? Or or do you have to keep paying for it indefinitely to have access to that music? Uh, yeah, you, you keep paying for it. Um, so the music is your, your music files, which you've gotten from wherever, and you stick it in iTunes and turn on iTunes match. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only pay by the year, which is like the main reason I wanted to get a refund because... Yeah, you pay by the year. Right. Um, iTunes Match, it's, it is included in Apple Music. So, like, you kind of have it. If you were to stick some MP3s into your into your music, I keep calling it iTunes, into your music app on your Mac, they should appear on your phone via iTunes Match. Okay. As long as you've got iCloud Music Library turned on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, music just matches the file with an audio signature to the same file on Apple servers and, uh, yeah, adds that to your library uh, until you unsubscribe. And, of course, once you have lost your subscription, while well, all the files are still there in the music app on your Mac, as they were, uh, but have probably disappeared from your phone, I guess. Yeah, they Unless you had, like, synced them there over Wi-Fi or with a cable, they'll also be gone from your phone. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. 
just it sounds too convoluted to even be worth the hassle for me i'll just buy the music again <laughs> i guess what if you had like 100 cds yeah i'm sure there's people that this really appeals to i'm just not in that demographic certainly appealed to me when it first came out i was one of the og itunes match subscribers oh really used the hell out of it yeah okay Ooh, just an update ish on the on all forms of airpod not supporting lossless audio john prosser retweeted a mac rumors article about that specifically with with just the words wait for it so he's he's had a pretty good track record recently so maybe there's something that is in the pipeline that's I don't know how they're going to work around limitations of, of Bluetooth itself, um, but maybe they have something in mind for some degree of lossless audio support, maybe just on the Maxes or whatever. I did come across this little tidbit uh, when I was reading, on a, you know, trying to learn about all this audio stuff this morning, uh, is that Bluetooth 5, which the AirPods Max and the iPhone 12 both support, mm-hmm. are actually capable of... CD quality lossless audio. So oh, really? I wonder if a software unlock could enable it on those newer Apple products. Oh, yeah. I mean, it seems like they would. No reason not to. Mm. So, and it would make a little bit more sense with at least compatibility within their ecosystem. Yeah, it certainly does seem ridiculous if it doesn't. Right. Yeah. And maybe all these new AirPods that are rumored to be coming out soon will also have Bluetooth 5, and and then they can have their whole lineup have this lossless support. So there have been some leaks that Apple Music for Android um, is getting this as well, so it seems to be coming to Android as well. Right. Yeah, I would expect that. It would be comical uh, if your Android phone with USB-C could <laughs> output lossless music to your cabled headphones. And there's plenty with, uh, of Android phones with head- headphone jacks too still. Or the headphone jack. How about that? An Android is more capable of playing back Apple music than an iPhone. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I believe it. Maybe they deliberately won't bring it back just for that reason or bring it to Android for that reason. Yeah, but uh, people have already seen a few strings in in the uh, Apple Music beta for Android. Yeah, I think the writing's on the wall. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, another just random tidbit is that apparently you can... You can turn on lossless streaming over Bluetooth if you want to. To anything. To, to like... To any device, right? Gen, to any H1 or W1 device. Okay. But, yeah, what does that what does that mean in the sense of going over less than Bluetooth 5? Right. Well, it's going to be... nothing. Transcoded to... Or encoded to whatever whatever the device supports, I suppose. Which I think it is, is still the AAC 256. Mm-hmm. Which is lossy. 
which is very well supposedly it's transparently lossy this is audio file territory okay aac 256 is supposed to be transparent to the human ear uh, versus lossless i don't even know i can't even begin to comprehend what transparently lossy means they only trim yeah, out the stuff you- that's like outside of a, the human range of hearing that's precisely it but why would a mastered recording even have stuff in that range in the first place? If it's truly not something you can comprehend, then it should have been removed in the master. Mm. Makes sense, doesn't it? I don't know. I, I don't know enough about audio to even pretend I know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> we could just start making stuff up. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's because you can't re-encode that ASA file to any other format if you want to do in the future. Actually, I say that a lot on the audio file subreddit, which I don't frequent, but uh, a lot of them say even the lossless audio formats are less about playback and more about being able to use that file in the future when you need it, you know, in... Oh, I need it in AAC... In 10 years, right now I'm listening to an MP3. Well, you're not going to turn the MP3 into an AAC. Mm-hmm. But if you've got the flack, then you will. That makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. Uh, I think... I think that's all I know or can say about uh, these new modes, as we're calling them. <laughs> yeah, I met, I met the... Uh... Uh, end of end of my rope as far as being able to pretend to know what I'm talking about on <laughs> audio codex. All right. <laughs> uh, you bunged a bunch of topics in there, though. I haven't really even I, read them yet. I I just shotgunned a bunch of small things that happened today that were somewhat interesting to me. Uh, into our show notes there's no standout big thing but just like a few small things that have popped up in the last 24 hours that seemed somewhat interesting all right so first one is uh in the in the latest 14.6 release candidate for ios and tvos there's a new animation for a product that's called beats studio buds which looks to be a truly wireless beats headphone that is much more smaller and in-ear. It kind of looks like AirPods, but without the the stocks coming off of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's not much more to glean from this except their appearance because uh, they haven't been officially announced, so we have no idea what the specs are. But maybe these will be Bluetooth 5 and get support for lossless audio as well. I think the, the Buds part of the name isn't confirmed is that true uh i think they they were just named because they look like that oh maybe i just assumed that they were but uh i mean it's a great name right (laughs) if not slightly taken by other companies uh buds is so generic i don't think anyone could claim to have the buds yeah yeah uh beats buds really rolls off the tongue so (laughs) They look like they will be in ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the rubber tips on. I was about 
with rubber tips about as much as the AirPod Pros are in here. Mm-hmm. And the graphics hide it a little bit, but the little what am I going to call it? It's not the stalk, but like the spot where the Beats logo is mm-hmm. seems to be quite large. So that's probably going to be the battery part of it. So if you were to take the AirPods Pro and then fold back the stalk so they're on top of them, that's kind of what you got here. Uh, Yeah, that sounds like a pretty accurate description of what they look like. Okay. So it's interesting how little Apple seems to have been worried about leaking stuff in their operating systems as of late. Uh, between these and and we also got the early leaks from this Apple Music update a few weeks ago, so That's they seem true. to be getting a little sloppy. Or yeah. or maybe their timelines are messed up, and they were expecting that they would have already announced these Studio Buds. Maybe these are the rumored. You know, they, we were talking about maybe they're going to announce AirPods three tomorrow, but maybe actually what they're going to announce are these new Beats headphones. Yes, I had the exact same thought. We could well be in for another one of those, you know, uh, week of releases if we have uh, we had the... Yeah. Yeah. That seems reasonable because, you know, why would they do this Apple Music announcement on a Monday when a Tuesday seems more in line for them? Maybe it's because they're trying to tee up a whole week of announcements. When does anything happen on a Monday? Right. Yeah, I think that's a good prediction. We could see another week of, of... smaller announcements from apple so but i don't have a ton of thoughts on on these beats buds i'm not a beats person so i uh, definitely wouldn't purchase them i'd go for airpods over these um but certainly interesting that they're letting things leak like that Mm. yeah i've never owned a beats anything i've been tempted in the past you know and when there's like a, a slight shortcoming in an Apple product for like the specific use case you're after. Mm-hmm. Often there's like the Beats product, which fills the gap. Right. Yeah. Especially if, if what you're looking for is some like good headphones to use in, in like a fitness or workout environment, they seem to make lots of headphones geared towards that, mm. that, that have all the Apple features that like same as AirPods, but are, are more, sweat resistant or more designed to stay in your ears or things like that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of workouts, I noticed some complaints already on the Reddit thread that there are no ear hooks on these. So the, um, you know, a, lo- a lot of the Beats products in the past had some form of ear hook mm-hmm. just to make sure they stayed in your ear when something intense is going on. I think that that's that in itself is the explanation. They already have plenty of headphones with hooks on them. Now they're making one that doesn't have hooks. I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Okay. Like they're covering the whole range. Unless these offer some standout feature above the others. And then people have to make a decision between Bluetooth 5 or headphones that are going to stay in their ears the whole time. I could see that being <laughs> frustrating. And these are using the studio product line in their name so it seems that's the the target audience in this case it's for your i don't know someone in there in front of their macbook in front of logic making the next number one hit i don't know if that's how their lineup (laughs) works but (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the impression I get from checking the Beats website every 12 months. Yeah, I can, I can definitely picture every like audio producer sitting in their studio with just little in-ear earbuds to master their music with. <laughs> hey, don't knock it. I bet there have been some some huge hits produced like that. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. Some of uh some of my favorite album was recorded on an iPhone. Just with the built-in microphone. Really? Yeah. I mean I I've never I've never seen that specifically, but you know, there's people making feature length movies with just iPhones, so anything's possible. Yeah, that was uh uh in insane or outs something like that by Steven Soderbergh. Or the 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 big one, the one that was in theaters, or at least the biggest one I can think of that was recorded on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Unsane. There we go. Unsane. Just came to me. Yeah, totally doable. I don't think that movie was even a particularly good example of it, really. Because I've certainly seen, um, yeah, better iPhone cinematography than I saw in that movie. Oh, I never but, even saw uh, the movie. Hmm. It's kind of worth a watch. Okay. If if just for that novel factor. Film was shot entirely on an iPhone 7 Plus. Wow, this is a while ago. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, another really small topic that kind of got me a little excited. Uh, and I, I don't know at all what the legitis- legitimacy of this is, but there's been... A rumor circulating around Twitter in the last 24 hours that the next iPhone is going to come in uh, pink. Hmm. Which which is my favorite color and would be the phone color that I would buy uh, if it's offered. Like, to the extent that I might have a hard time if they only have, like, the 12, 12S standard, not the 12S Pro in pink, I might have to get the 12S. Mm. Uh, why do you like pink so much? I, I don't have a, a a good reason for that. It's been my favorite color as far as I can remember. Like, like I remember being in preschool telling people my favorite color was pink and getting made fun of. Oh. And then Aww. when I was in uh, middle school, beginning of high school, uh, my friends and I started a band and we called it Pinkish. Um, I my look for all of middle school and most of high school i wore black converse with hot pink laces in them uh half of my closet today is still pink clothes i just really? i like i like the color pink so if if the pink iphone came out i think i would just have to get it you'd have to yeah the mock-ups at least look fantastic as well it looks like a really nice shade of pink uh yeah the mock-ups are okay it looks a little like Pepto Bismol to me. I don't know what that is. Pepto Bismol. Really? Okay. It's a very popular. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. Stomach medicine. Like if you have an upset stomach, you take some Pepto Bismol. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, quite pink. I would say it's uh, nappy sand pink for. I have no idea what that is. Australian listeners. <laughs> nappy sand. N-A-P-I-S-A-N Oh, I see a lot of stuff that says Vanish Vanish Nappy Sand? Mm, yeah, maybe that's Like a detergent? Yeah, it's like a 
detergent slash bleach. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's more of a purpley pink, though, now that I see it. So it's the, the Pepto-Bismol is more of a pink pink. It says the best equivalent to Pepto-Bismol in Australia is called Peptocil. Are you familiar with that? No, but I do know what antacid is, so we'll okay. go with that. Okay, yeah. So it's an antacid. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, so there's a, a quote in the thread from Anal Pulsation 69. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would I buy a phone that I'm only allowed to use on Wednesdays? Uh, <laughs> now, I don't understand that, but going from the reply from Homeless Gene Ralphio... Oh my god, Tim, stop trying to make pink happen. I'm guessing it's like a Mean Girls quote? Yeah, it's a Mean Girls quote. Because in their group, they say, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I am I like it. If if this mock-up is, is correct, it looks like the it's the Pro edition, but it looks like they just took an iPhone 12 Pro and colored mm. it pink. Yeah. I don't know if there's any legitimacy to this at all, or if someone just made a pink phone and spread it around, and it got re-reported in a couple places. Um, it's happened before, more oh, yeah. than once too, all the time. But but I just put it in there because I'm I'm a uh, hopeful for it. So I, I'm soft maybe, honey on. Sorry, I was gonna say maybe I'm a little hopeful it doesn't come to the pro line because I would love an excuse to get a a mini. Just to have a mini or just so you can save a bit of money this round? Uh, just to have a mini. It's not really about the money. I just think the small size would be really nice. Let me tell you, it is. Yeah, even with the broken screen? I don't have a broken screen. Well, sorry, a screen that doesn't detect touch and a broken back. <laughs> even with those, it's it's great. Uh, I was going to say, Soft Honey on Twitter said, uh, what sick person edited a pink iPhone and made it go viral like Apple was actually going to sell it or actually selling it? It does seem very saturated <laughs> by Apple standards. <laughs> like if, if they were to make a pink iPhone, I think the closest thing we'd see is like another rose gold, like just barely pink looking phone. Mm. So, Or something in line with even the the uh imax right because they've got a it's it's a, supposed to be a red imac but the front of the imac and the stand is definitely closer to a rose gold or a light pink color speaking of colors mm-hmm. new apple watch pride bands and faces yeah this is always one of the most exciting times of the year for me uh it's rare that i get very many apple watch bands but i always get the new pride edition bands Uh, i'm a big fan of of colorful bands in general and and their pride ones are always really creative so these are something that i uh went ahead and ordered today they look fantastic yeah they look really good so we've got the we've got two we've got a braided solo loop Mm mm-hmm and then we've got a nylon Nike version, a sport loop, a Nike sport loop. Right. I was a bit anxious you... going into this today mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. 
I knew they were going to do a braided solo loop for their pride band because they tend to, well, they tend to make whatever their pride band is out of, they make a different band, their pride band every year. And so of course they're going to highlight their new band. Uh, and I'm a little nervous about having ordered one that it's going to be the right size. As a matter of fact, I ordered one, I canceled my order. I ordered a different size and I'm still pretty sure that it's going to not fit. I'm going to have to probably go into the Apple store and actually do a test fit. So we'll see how that goes. So you don't have any of the, sorry, what's it called? The solo solo loops. loops already. No, I've specifically avoided them for this exact reason. When they were first released, there was, you know, a whole news cycle about how how easy it was to get an ill-fitting one. Mm-hmm. So your hesitation is warranted. I measured three ways. I measured in centimeters, I measured in inches, and then I used Apple's, like, print and measure tool. And I got different numbers. Uh, I got a 7, an 8, and a 9. So tell me, why were the centimeters and inches different? I don't know. I, I don't know how those could have been different. But I did. I got a seven when I measured in centimeters, and then when I measured in inches and put my measurement in inches into their app, they said get get an eight if you want tight and get a nine if you want loose. And then I printed their. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't I don't want a loose watch band. I like my bands pretty tight, and an eight is right in the middle of the three numbers I got. So I ordered an eight, and then I started worrying about it, and so I printed Apple's print and measure tool. And I tried that on and it, it gave me a very definitive seven. So I canceled my eight and I went and I ordered a seven and I'm really hoping that works out. There was, there was definitely talk that Apple's tool measured in one direction more than, than another direction. I think it might've measured tight, like tighter than you would, you would want. I think well, I like my watch bands really tight. I hate watch when well, my watch slips around on my wrist. So I'm okay with it being too tight, especially because it sounds like these bands do loosen up a little bit after mm-hmm. some wear. So okay. I, I would definitely prefer going for too tight than too loose, I think. Yeah, a loose watch band drives me crazy. Like if the watch face isn't in exactly the same spot every time I raise my wrist, then yeah. I'm- Right, yeah. I'm going insane. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, excited about, about both of these. And this is the second year in a row that they've done two Pride Bands, uh, with their second one being a Nike partnership, uh, which is a, a hurts. So last year when they did that, I, I opted for just one. I'm like, I'm just going to get one Pride Van. I don't need both. Uh, and then I eventually changed my mind. I'm like, no, I like both. I'm going to order both of them. So this year I learned from my mistakes. And I just went ahead and ordered both at the same time and it, it took the hit to the wallet. Wise move. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, remind me, do, do the solo loops work with the older style Apple watches or just the new ones? Or in fact, any of the new bands? I think they should work. I don't, I don't see why there'd be any reason any watch band would or wouldn't work. The connectors are okay. the same. They're the same? Right. Yeah. I thought there was like a size difference. Didn't the watches go from like 42 to 44 mil or 
Yeah, the cases themselves changed, but I think the connectors stayed the same size. Okay. Um, yeah, because I've got a, a myriad of, of bands that I've ordered in the last five years, and they all work identically, so I don't think there would be right. an issue. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. I didn't mention the faces as well. So there are a couple of different uh, pride faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look pretty nice. Still would like to see some just better faces all around. Just something completely new instead of more rainbows, but whatever. Yeah, there's some cool new integrations in the packaging for these bands. It's going to let you use app clips to immediately set up your matching watch face with your band, which is kind of cool. They made it... There were some people in the comments that I think were just confused that that they were under the impression that these these uh, app clips were installing watch faces, which I don't believe is the case. I think these watch faces will be available to anyone once they get the latest watchOS update um, 7.5, I think, which will be coming out in the next few weeks, and that'll just include these. This is just an easy way to set them up. So it sounds like Apple's just using like the the most convenient technology to shortcut you to that watch face in in the absence of having any other better way of doing it because I don't see how watch faces and app clips fit together otherwise. Right. Yeah, it almost seems like a misnomer because we already have watch face sharing. Uh but but I guess they're kind of enabling watch face sharing via the NFC that's being facilitated by app clips. Yeah, I'm not I'm not completely sure on how that how that nomenclature works between those features. As long as it works, I guess. Right. Uh, also MacBooks with mini LED displays may be delayed until 2022. So these MacBooks that we didn't uh don't haven't been announced and haven't had a release date have been delayed unfortunately. Sorry everyone <laughs> to to be the bearer of bad news. Uh, I was disappointed to see this initially this morning because I'm very excited about these these MacBooks. The mini LED technology sounds great. The the redesign sounds great. The reintroduction of ports and MagSafe sounds great. Uh, but then the more I thought about it, the more I was actually really hoping this is true because it'll it'll give me a little bit more time with a MacBook I just bought six months ago before I feel like I need to spend another couple thousand dollars on a new one. Don't lie. You already know you have that feeling that you need to spend the money on a new one. Yeah, But I don't have the option to. So the longer Apple doesn't give me that option, the more money I'm saving. Tim Cook's always considering your pocket specifically. I know he is. It's right. like, how much can we milk from David this year? I oh, know that's, that's getting a little excessive. Let's, let's push it another year. They know I've got that credit too that I'm just waiting to spend. And I have, oh no, I have to spend it by the end of the year. Never mind. They have to release these MacBooks before the end of the year (laughs) (laughs) or else I'm going to end up buying an iMac or something. I don't know if this would hold back the release though, because they could well just go ahead with a regular display in these new MacBooks and hold their mini LED for like the the next gen unless there's something no actually when i think about it more it's probably unlikely there's probably some case design differences between the two display technologies 
Right. And it's Unless not- the mini LED is just like a bigger, thicker case for some reason. And then you could just fit an LED display in there. Well, it's... LCD, it's- rather. This isn't specifically saying that the mini LED aspect of it is what's being delayed. It's just saying that those new laptops that have mini LED technology are delayed. And if I had to uh, guess okay. on what the reasoning is, it's because of the worldwide silicon shortage going on. Okay. Yeah, I've misread it entirely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but actually, I I would not be surprised if the mini LED technology was slightly thicker. So if that was the limiting factor, I suppose they could slap in an old display, but that'd be disappointing. Well, if it's thicker, it means they can also put Face ID in there and put like a 4K webcam and, and fingers all sorts crossed. of crazy stuff could happen. I'm not, I'm not a big, I don't use my webcams for anything, uh, but I would love to have Face ID. So hopefully that at least comes. It's uh, unlikely considering the recent Mac releases without either. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they, if they can go through the effort of completely redesigning an iMac and not putting face ID in. Yeah. It seems like the writing's on the wall. Although they only redesigned the lower end iMac. So maybe iMac pro could have it. Uh, There's always that asterisk, isn't there? Mm -hmm. And I'm so curious to see what the pro level Apple Silicon Macs are going to look like. That's like, that's the most anticipated thing this year. More so than an iPhone or anything else. We could be seeing that, as early as a few weeks from now, like WWDC is a great time to announce pro products. Even if it's just here's M2, this is the chip that's going to be coming at the end of this year, you know? Mm, yep. Um, is that it for topics? Uh, yeah, pretty eclectic collection today, but we managed to somehow drag it out. We did. Well done to us. Mm-hmm. I'm James VDM on Reddit and on Twitter. And I'm Jellywoot on Reddit and Twitter. And the show notes will be at reddit.com slash r slash the r apple show. Um, I promised a report on the robot vacuum, I believe, this show. Yes. Now, because I, I'd received it like literally 15 minutes before we started recording the previous show, so I hadn't had a lot of time with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can now well and truly say that I love robot vacuums. I have spent about six months of manual vacuum time, I think, playing around with the robot vacuum. (laughs) So hopefully hopefully that tails off and I'm not spending so much time vacuuming in quotes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gosh, it's entertaining. Just seeing a little robot roam around the house and how it deals with obstacles and, you know, what does it get stuck on? What what can it deal with? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, try out the mopping mode and the sweeping mode and the oh it can do like mopping in multiple patterns as well. Maybe we should try those, see which one's most effective. <laughs> uh and the kids are like likewise enamored with it. So they're oh, forever yeah. asking to put it on. So the house has never been cleaner because every morning they wake up and say, Gotta we vacuum the house. <laughs> uh yeah. Delightful. And it's uh been working consistently for you that hasn't had any issues with with losing its location or mapping or anything else uh so the model i got specifically uh i found lots of warnings online previously that uh, the software was rubbish Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's not terrible but the mapping aspect of it is probably its weakest component 
Um, I think since the last show, it's had two maps. So, like, it had a map and then it lost it and then it made another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But but really, I, I don't really... I mean, I use the map, but I don't rely on the map. Like, when I'm vacuuming, the house is not so big that I'm saying, like, I'll just do one half of the house because that's the dirty part. Like, if I'm turning it on, I'm expecting it to do the whole house. Okay. So, from that respect, I don't need a map. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Which was... I'm sure if I had, like, integrations with, say, Google Home or... And I, I wanted to activate the whole thing by voice, like, say, yo, Google, go and vacuum the bathroom... At mm-hmm. that point, it'd be annoying if I lost the map. But the way I've got it set up is the app has a very basic integration with Siri shortcuts. And I've simply created a shortcut which vacuums the entire house. So I don't need a map. And neither does it really. Because if there's no map, it'll just make a new one as it's going. So okay. yeah, currently, I've got it set to Yo Siri vacuum the house. Uh, and it does a full job and then goes home again. Do you have any like scheduled times for it to run? Or do you just no, manually trigger it when you need it? I, yeah, I just trigger it when I need to. Okay. I, the situation might change in six months when um, I grow less interested in it. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm happy to kick it off. And also, I do worry about it just having its own schedule because in my house with two very young kids, the floor is often just littered with toys and other right. random crap. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> And you kind of need to pick up before the vacuum runs. True. Yeah. In my house, that became uh, more of a blessing than a curse for us because we we got in a routine of the whole house has to be picked up before bed. All your toys have to be picked up. We got to clean up the living room (laughs) because the vacuum's going to run and it's got to have a clear path. Uh, So we kind of got in that routine for the month or two that we had the vacuum uh, but quickly lost it it sounds like you had a similar situation to what i dealt with which was losing the maps periodically um it was a little bit more of a concern for me because I, maybe i was trying to make my vacuum deal with too big of a space um but my house was was so big that to remap the whole house required the vacuum to dock itself and recharge halfway through. And so, Mm. and so mapping the house was um, a few hour process. Um, So it was very frustrating. And, and we did have schedules set up. uh, I think I mentioned last show, but uh, like after mealtimes, it would automatically clean up like the kitchen and dining room only, and then go back to the dock and it did the whole house once a day or every other day. Mm, okay so but but yeah if you have if you have a small enough space that it just does it all at once then i could see that not being an issue at all well currently it takes around 45 minutes and 50 percent battery to do the whole house on like the normal settings Mm -hmm. i'm sure that you know once it's a year old it might take a whole charge to do it but uh yeah currently it can do the whole thing pretty effectively and it has lidar, right? Yeah, it does have lidar. So even so if it, on top of- even if it had to 
to dock at some point, it should be able to then pick up where it left off after it's topped up enough. Oh, yeah. Yep. So. It does seem to have that function. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty convenient. Yeah. You can look on the map and it, it knows where it's gone and where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, very nice. How uh how frequently do you have to empty it? Is it after every vacuum? Oh, gosh. I can't believe how much dirt it picks up. I had no idea the house was so dirty. I mean, that's... Um, <laughs> that's a... <coughs> That's what Yasmin's been trying to tell you this whole time about carpet in a house. It's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, the current house has no carpet. It was the previous one that did. Oh, okay. Yeah. The very first time it ran, I had to clean the bucket twice in its first run because there's just so much dirt that it found that I guess a manual vacuum had never got to. Mm -hmm. Probably under... Well, it does like under beds and under couches and stuff, so... Right. Yeah. It was a little ridiculous slash disgusting. Uh, but now, I don't know. It could probably do. Hey, again, it depends how often I vacuum, but I'll probably empty it every third, maybe fourth vacuum. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Hmm. Actually, the one thing that's a little annoying, it doesn't seem to have a sensor to say when it's full. I kind of expected it would. But it did a round one time, mm-hmm. and I thought, wow, it's done a terrible job. So I checked, and it was basically just dragging dirt around because the bucket <laughs> was full, and it didn't tell me. Huh. That's what you get for cheaping out, not getting the $1,500 robot vacuum. 